Welcome to Onward, the podcast where we explore social innovations and chat with the entrepreneurs moving them forward. I'm your host, Daniel Weinsman. You've heard me blabbering about blockchain for over four years now, and I'm not going to stop anytime soon. These tools are being adopted at scale, and leading thinkers and tinkers from all sectors are beginning to dedicate their time and talents to taking nascent blockchain technologies to the masses. As the blockchain leaders evolve from shadowy hackers, as Senator Warren ignorantly refers to us, to leaders of yesterday's industry, core infrastructure and user-friendly interfaces are being created to ensure that your grandmother, your stodgy employer, and my kid niece can seamlessly benefit from the amazing, private, secure, and transparent digital future that we need to retain human rights and protect our sovereignty. One of these leaders who's helping professionalize and advance the space is Shira Stember, the Chief Operating Officer at Snickerdoodle Labs. Today, we're going to sit with Shira, dive in, and learn more about the amazing work that Shira is forwarding. Shira, welcome to Onward. Thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to connect. Absolutely. So before we jump into uh, too many of the details, I'd love to hear just a bit about who you are and why you're dedicating your time and your mind to to Web3 technologies. Sure. So um, my name is Shira Stember. I'm the COO at Snickerdoodle. Um, We'll probably get into a little bit more about what Snickerdoodle is, but, you know, ultimately, I feel like my job here is just building the company that I've always wanted to work at. So wanting to ensure that our business is set up in the most efficient way possible, that we're being responsible with our investor dollars, but um, also giving us an opportunity to scale. And I think what I'm, you know, why am I dedicating all of my time to blockchain and Web3 is just because it's like endlessly fascinating. So um, one of the advisors at Snickerdoodle reached out to me earlier this year and said, would, would you ever want to join like a blockchain startup? Um, and I, I was like, let me like, send me some things to read. I don't know that much about it. And it was like, I totally like, you know, fell through the looking glass and had a flood of different ideas of like, is this possible? Is this possible? Is this what we're talking about? And I think ultimately it's just the like endless opportunity and direction and creativity of it all. Like, I recognize that it's very much tech focused, but to me, it just feels like endlessly creative. Um, there's so much, it's so new and there's such a need to, um, you know, have more people involved to help it take shape um, and, to, and to like see where it can go and how it can evolve. And it just feels like there's an opportunity to, you know, improve the, um, the way in which we experience our, our digital world and who want it want to be part of it. So, I mean, to me, it's super fun. Like it's not, um, it doesn't feel like work by at like at really at any point in time, it really just feels like a, a creative exploration to some extent. Beautiful, beautiful. And for those who are not familiar with Snickerdoodle, what is Snickerdoodle? What are you forwarding in the world? Yeah. So Really, Snickerdoodle is, um, you know, we recognize that, like, and this isn't a new concept, but, like, data is an extremely valuable asset. Um, But the challenge today is that data is really being um, controlled by really powerful intermediaries. So 
Um, I think that that's an experience that I have, but it's also just an experience that's well documented. Um, and we believe that there's just an opportunity to change the relationship between people, brands, businesses, and enterprises, and their data, and really change the control of that. So individuals should really be able to have the um, opportunity to control, uh, store, protect, monetize their data in the way in which they, they choose. Uh, and we want to build the tools to allow them to do that. So uh, it's really starting to like realign incentives um, across all stakeholders of the internet and ultimately have a, a much more um, fluid, transparent, and uh, equitable experience. Uh, there's uh, different ways that in which we can monetize um, that, that product, but it's really start thinking about leveraging NFTs as the vehicle in which to uh, share data between individuals and brands. So um, Snickerdoodle obviously is a delicious cookie. I don't know if you've had it. Um, cinnamon and sugar, there's, you know. Um, and so the name is really stemming from like in web two, we think about cookies as um, the, you know, the trackers of data and information and starting to think about in web three NFTs being that vehicle in which to share information, but it's in or data, but really it's just the, the realignment uh, and restructuring of control of that information individuals are the content creators and the content is data. And is there a, uh, a grounded example that you can give my listeners who aren't maybe familiar with um, NFTs or the digital asset, digital property space? Yeah, I mean, like NFTs today, like how it's being used, it's really around like art and collectibles. Um, yeah, I, I've really only been aware of the space and have been digging in, let's say since, since March, but, you know, NFTs, how it's presented, you'll see huge news articles about people selling like, you know, his art and being a digital artist. Um, and but there's so much more that the technology can do besides art and collectibles. Um, if you are involved in projects today around NFTs, it it also is moving towards building community and aligning around common interests, which I think is really interesting. But that also is just starting to scratch the surface. So in that scenario, like you can go on, um, like if you wanted to like mint an NFT or, you know, you could go on Magic Eden if you're interested in Solana NFTs, which are like pretty new and go look at different artwork and find a piece of art that you think is, you know, you know, beautiful or interesting or like speaks to you, like, sure, you can go do that. But there's also a huge community that's built around these pieces of art. And do you want to be part of that community? Do you think what they're doing is really cool and interesting? Do you like their point of view on the world? Do you want to participate in that? Do you want to just be on the journey with them to see what happens? Do you believe that the team that's building it is, is you know, creative and responsible and is like pushing the boundaries of what this could be? Like, that's how I look at NFT projects now. But, you know, for us, it's really thinking about the like fundamental technology of it. Like, how can it be used differently, not just from a, um, in exchange of uh, collectibles or artwork, but just using that technology and what comes with it is allowing individuals to have more control, to have the data be more protected, to be able to allow individuals to opt into sharing things and ultimately opt into receiving rewards or, mon or monetizing in a, in a way that they choose to. So it's kind of this like spectrum how it can evolve. Um, I think it's really interesting now, but 
you know, from Snickerdoodle's perspective, we think that there's like so much more opportunity of, of what, how we could use this technology to like improve the experience. I, I am in full agreement. We're just getting started with what these NFTs can do. Yeah. So um, looking at your resume prior to Snickerdoodle, you were working at some pretty notable Fortune 500s. I'm curious yeah. what it's like making the transition from kind of the legacy world to the Web3 world. How's that been for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's also just like startup world. So like that in itself. So like whether or not it's like Web3 or, you know, a Web2 startup, like it's also just startup world. So I think like most notably, so like prior to this role, I was working at City on the global brand team focused on brand innovation. Um, and, you know, that really started off of like, how can we leverage our tools and resources as a brand team to think about, you know, working better together and instilling the values we have as an organization, um, both internally, but also trying to push that externally as it relates to like socially impactful partnerships. But like the main difference is just like the pace of things. So like, that's just like in general startup world, but then in like web three world, the pace is like, it, it like, I can like, it like barely makes sense. Um, there's every day, there's some, you know, evolution in some way, some information. And I think that that's really cool, right? That there's always more to learn and that no one knows everything. Like there's always going to be more dots to connect. Um, and that is an environment that is really inspiring to me. I think for some people that can be extremely stressful, um, but I like that it feels like like very fast and anything is possible to some extent. I like love that. Um, it also just means that, you know, it, it, it keeps me motivated. Like I have to keep trying to understand more and be confident that my approach um, and how I'm thinking about things um, and my background is a value add, that it's not like everybody needs to have uh, experience in the tech space or have some sort of um, engineering or computer science uh, background that everybody needs. It's like all hands on deck to figure out how to make this move forward in a way that will be valuable to everybody. And because it is constantly changing, like having all of those different perspectives coming into play is really interesting. So, I mean, it's the pace of it. It's just like, that's the, you know, the biggest difference. Um, so I, I, I've come to this space and really been lit on fire by both the pace, the creativity, things you've mentioned, but also the potential for like social betterment across the board. Totally. Probably. So I, I'm curious um, from someone who's been in the space for a few months, in what ways do you see blockchain tech as a strategy to improve conditions for be it individuals, communities, or countries around the globe? I mean, it, it all kind of like intersects with like how I've been thinking about it in terms of the like creativity or like opportunity because there's different pockets in the world where things are already changing. So I need to actually get the like exact stat on this or the exact quote, but I know from like a gaming perspective, um, there's uh, within Asia, there's communities that are like, you know, they're, they're playing as their, you know, job. And every day they're, you know, building these um, gaming avatars or personalities. And then they have an opportunity because it is on blockchain to be able to sell the, their, you know, their gaming um, avatar. And 
and they're creating a whole new economy. So just because they're doing things that they're passionate about, they realize that they have a skill set that they can offer and it just unlocks a whole new you know, economic structure and flow of funds to different locations that, you know, didn't typically have any sort of um, exchange business in like normal world. And I think that's just like the coolest thing that uh, there is so much opportunity to, to change how things are working and for people to be able to uh, have an opportunity to, to share in their skill sets and their passions. The challenge is, is that there's still so much work to be done to onboard more people, um, not just to educate them on the potential of blockchain and the power of the technology and how uh, and bring them on into, you know, you know, the belief that this could improve you know, the connection between everyone. But even just like more basic fundamental things of like, how do we get everybody access to the Internet? <laughs> um, there's so much work to be done, but I do think that this is like a step in the right direction. Like you can't change everything at the same time. Um, for me, it's like, even if like 1%, we're only like 1% there, as long as it's moving in a direction that I feel is, you know, moving towards wanting more people to be onboarded, wanting to give more opportunity, wanting to, you know, really feel like we're a more connected global world. Um, I think that that is positive. Is there like, we need to do more, but like that to me is what starts to be really cool is these new connections and, and new opportunities for, for people to really have a way to, you know, improve their lives and, and their communities themselves. And I mean, what, well, it feels like adoption has been kind of slow. If we zoom out, we're going along at a real quick click. I think when the, I first entered the space, it was like 0.1% global adoption. Here we are four years later at probably one or 2% global adoption. So these are orders of magnitude different in the short time frame. So if, if we play this out, fast forward 10 years, we make the helpful assumption that uh, Web3 tech takes over Web 2.0. W- what is your highest hope for what, what the world could, could look like in a world run on Web3? Oh, that's that's a fun that's a fun thought exercise i mean i don't like i think like when i talk to people who like within my network who aren't in the space you know it's not like i think it's like the jetsons does that do i don't even know if people know the jetsons anymore but like you know (laughs) right like it's not like robots flying in space and some sort of like crazy futuristic uh existence it's just an improved to me it's just an improvement on like what is now so like for a lot of people, it's not like buying some sort of crypto asset or cryptocurrency or NFT. Like that, that's not going to be their experience in blockchain. Blockchain will be behind the scenes, right? Like, so they're like, it really will just be a better experience where you're not as exposed, your data isn't as exposed, you have more control over what you're sharing, you know, businesses and enterprises um, will be able to easily adhere to like GDPR. Um, regulations and and your your you know there won't be as many data breaches like it will just be a a, a better operating system across all of those different stakeholders like like that while it doesn't feel like but you can say that and you're like oh that that's not that hard to do like that's really hard to do and will take us a really long time and 
Like, so like if in 10 years, that's where it is and every individual feels like they're able to understand that they're creating um, this content, this data that's theirs and they're able to own that and control it and opt into things or opt out of things and just have choice on how they're sharing their information. Like that would be awesome. Um, I mean, Jetsons is cool too, but like, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny when I <laughs> enter conversations with folks who aren't as familiar with the blockchain space, like, ah, I don't understand the technology behind it. I'm like, I don't understand the technology behind the internet, but I use the hell out of Zoom and email every day. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know totally. Ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as the COO, you sit in a position where you've got a lot of leverage in how you're shaping the culture, what sort of hiring practices and decisions are made. So what are some of the ways that you're creating more inclusive hiring practices or recruiting non-traditional blockchain folks over to Snickerdoodle? I I mean, I think like to have like more diversity, you just need to try harder. You need to spend more money, try harder, like actually like push into places. So like, where can I go to talk to people who aren't in the space and and understand kind of what their skill set is and then connect dots to put things together. But, you know, from, in terms of like equitable recruitment process, it's how do we have a clear process where we're um, ensuring that we're moving people through the process, being as thoughtful as we can in terms of the questions we're asking, adhering to all like um, compliant standards and exceeding those standards and wanting to like really you know, expand our mind as to, you know, what's out there. Like, it's not just saying like, we need people with this very specific skill set. We also have a very general application. That's kind of like, if you've been like moved or inspired or by what we're doing, like apply, like we only have a few roles posted now, but we know we have a lot of growth ahead of us. And if there's something that you're thinking about, um, let's have a chat, right? So it, it's, it's being open-minded. I think what is so amazing about um, working at Snickerdoodle thus far is just the team is really creative and thoughtful. You know, it's very important to me that everybody and to everybody on the team that everybody has a voice. We take the ideas and the thoughts that every on the team that everybody has and shares very seriously, wanting to try to work more openly, um, sharing work in process. Like if you want to read my hundred page notes that I've been like capturing when I like prep for conversations with Jonathan every day, like you can read them. I mean, there's no secret, like we need all the help we can get. So if there's something in there that like you latch onto and you think is interesting that we haven't progressed, like, great, let's talk about it. Let's figure out like, is this a priority? How can we fit this in? So it really is just wanting to like have all the people in our mix that like have the confidence to share what they're thinking and also have the confidence to say like, okay, like maybe this isn't the right idea now. Let's just like, I'm just going to like bucket this here and then we'll move on. So wanting to give opportunity for people to be creative and share and inclusive. I mean, that's like a dream. So that's what we're trying to do every day. I hope that people can like either give us feedback on how to do that better and, or just like copy everything we're doing. That would be awesome. I mean, that example that you just gave uh, connotes just radical transparency, which I think the foundation of trust and a lot of amazing relationships can be built from there. So thank for you sure. for that. 
Um, so we're beginning to wrap up. I know you're a busy woman. You got a lot on your plate, but just two quick questions. Uh, so for those interested in learning more about you, Snickerdoodle, where should they go? Yeah, so you can go to our website, snickerdoodlelabs.io. I have to say that right now that's like our our MVP version. We're about to um, probably in the next like three weeks have an updated version with a lot more information there, but you can go to the site. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn um, or Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Yo Snickerdoodle. Um, and you can also reach out to me, LinkedIn or um, Ed Shira underscore LES on Twitter. Happy to connect and have a conversation with anybody. It's super fun for me. Awesome. And then uh, last words, suggestions, or calls to action. Just try. Just like, don't worry about something bad. Like, just try a little bit. Just get in there. Like, read some things, buy some things. Don't worry if, so, like, buy something for like, a dollar, like just like get in the game to understand how things work because it's not easy right now, right? So like, that's like a huge opportunity. The user experience is like pretty challenging. And, and I think the fear of doing something wrong is almost, um, it's almost stifling. And so I would say like, just try to do it um, and just read. Like Twitter is awesome, but there's also some like pretty significant um, research, I mean, just, get in it and, and ask questions. Definitely just ask a bunch of questions to whomever you want or me, it's fun. Sure, I, I so appreciate your time today, the values that you're animating in the space, the work that you're forwarding at Snickerdoodle. So just a, a debt of gratitude to you and the team for, for everything you're doing. The world is evolving at breakneck speeds. And as you've probably become aware, our lives are more and more relying on our data. Bits, bytes, bot, networks, webs, and watts. We own these things, but have little ability to utilize them in the manner we use our physical possessions. Trading, exchanging, mortgaging, loaning, renting, upgrading, collecting, hoarding, and the such. Digital ownership is an important field to understand as more and more of our lives go online. Tomorrow is being built today. We know times are changing, and I can't express how much excitement and hope I have in talking with people on the front lines of building the tools that will shape the decades ahead. Snickerdoodle is one exciting example of an organization that is building the digital infrastructure to allow people to own their data and monetize it in a secure way. As we spiral into a future that exists in more virtual spaces, digital ownership is fundamental to our individual and collective sovereignty. It's people like Shira and her colleagues at Snickerdoodle who are co-creating a more healthy, sustainable, and just future. They're just getting started, so make sure to check out the links in the show notes to stay up to date on the inspiring and instrumental work Shira and co. are forwarding. Thanks for tuning in to the Onward podcast. It's your support, it's your feedback, it's your comments, it's your suggestions that are really driving this show forth. So if you've got any comments, feedback, questions, suggestions, connections, you name it, feel free to get at me at d-w-e-i-n-z-v-e-g at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Daniel Weinsweg, spelled the same way. 
If you're enjoying the show, give it a like on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Make a comment. Share it with somebody you think could be inspired, turned on, informed by the conversations we have here. A little social engagement on this weird technology mainframe goes a long way. Before I go, I'd like to give a big shout out to my dear friend, Jay Lately. Jay Lately's music is the soundtrack to the Onward podcast. So if you dig the tunes that's behind the music, the the intros, the transitions, that's all Jay Lately. Check him out on Spotify. He's been doing this work, following his heart, inspiring folks with his poetry, his words, and his passion for over 10 years. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, onward and upward. <laughs>